It's the Winning Ticket Podcast, where having fun is minus 1,000. With your hosts, Dean Contrino, Joe Hoffman, Zach Nasciolo, and Johnny Della Luna. Hey everyone, we are back. This is the Winning Ticket Podcast, of course. Uh, we have a great baseball episode coming your way. Um, honestly, in our show's history, we haven't really covered a lot of baseball, but that's not to say that we are not experts in that. I mean, I personally am not. That's why you're hearing me host right now. I'm just a big gambling fan. I'm a fan of money. Um, I have watched baseball here and there, but uh, I am by no means an expert. So let me throw to the actual experts. We have, from the intro, we have Zach and we have Joe. So, Baseball. Uh, Yo. <laughs> there, there they go. So we're going to discuss a, a couple of macro um, concepts to make some money during these weird, weird baseball times. Um, also, we're going to get into a little bit of the futures market. And before we really you know, dive into the MLB season that's coming up, just want to tease you guys for what's coming up from the Winning Ticket uh, podcast group. Um, of course, we have the Slack channel that you're going to hear about uh, a bunch during this episode. Uh, we've been killing it. Uh, Matt and I, the other soccer boy, we have discovered a couple <laughs> trends and we are eating. I've had uh, five wins in a row. And this trend is not just, um, you know, things that are minus 160. Uh, this is typically a plus 130 and the other play is about plus 280. And we have five of those in a row which has been um, a ton of fun. Also, you guys are going to be hearing some NFL divisional previews coming up and also maybe a standalone hockey episode, depending on if uh, I feel like doing it. So guys, without further ado, uh, baseball time. What, what do you guys, yes. what do you guys think? You guys excited for the season? Dude, it's about time. I mean, I just, I'm ready for uh, just for something competitive to be back. You know, I, I obviously love golf and Dean, you've been killing it with, I mean, you've been really killing it in the channel with golf, but You've been doing it with soccer as well, but I'm not a uh, I'm not a big soccer guy. But you know, those are the two main sports right now. And, I, and instead of getting jacked up over the 3M and the Memorial, you know, nothing against those tournaments. Mm -hmm. I I do like those, but it's going to be good to uh, to usher in a little MLB, a little NBA. We got some rule changes with the MLB, so me and Zach are going to uh, just try to do a deep dive the best we can because this is like this is completely new territory. There's a there's a whole lot of new stuff going on and we're going to do our best to uh to chat it up see if we can point some people in the right direction here yeah absolutely and that's a, that's a great point that you bring up obviously with um the covid pandemic happening right now if you're listening in a year that's not 2020 uh you can remember <laughs> back to when this happened but yeah there is a lot of unknowns but um i think that's why it's even more important that you listen to us the experts we're going to do the legwork for you um so that you know you don't have to get into some bad bets um so moving right along, the betting breakdown. Uh, so Joe, I know that it's kind of close to um, hockey in the sense that there's a run line where it's a team getting a run and a half or giving a, a run and a half. There's a money line and then there's totals. Uh, what do you guys think is the best way to get after single games? And are you guys uh, more of single game betters or do you like some more of the future stuff? Yeah, I'll Zach, you want to you yeah, take say, this one first? Yeah. I, will, uh, I will speak finally. Um, <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Hi, guys. Sorry. Thanks, uh, I'm on the podcast, too. Um, now, when it comes to baseball, for me personally, I've always been a fan of the money line. Uh, I think it's too unpredictable at times. I mean, normally in a 160-game you know, season, 
you know, there's a lot more variance, you know, weird stuff happens. This year it's going to be a little bit different because you have to realize that every game is the equivalent. All right, so one win is the equivalent of 2.7 wins in a normal season. So we're literally like entering with everybody tied with 60 games left in a playoff stretch is the way you have to think about it for this year. What does that mean? It means that it's going to be more competitive, probably closer games. Could be some more fluky stuff that happens because it's going to be high leverage, high pressure situations. Um, I tend to lean money line. Um, and baseball, too, I, I would, like I said, with 60 games to me, most of the time, your your better team is going to win. Um, with the run line, you're usually it's always around one and a half. Very rarely do you see it. Maybe if there's like a, a juggernaut playing the worst team in the league, like you have like a Astros. Yankees Orioles or something. Yankees mm-hmm. Orioles. Then you'll see that like two and a half. Um, but even so, you know, in baseball, you could have, uh, you know, you could win by a run and it not be a very close game just by, you know, you have a position player in pitching or like, you know, they're just exhausted the bullpen. Um, but I think money line is the way to go. I will say to play devil's advocate to myself with the new extra inning rules for those who are not familiar uh, at the end, uh, end of nine innings. If the game is tied, they are starting the top of the 10th inning with a runner on second base. So this means that for your overs, if it happens to go to extra innings, mm-hmm. uh, there's going to be a bigger opportunity for more runs to score. Um, but that being said, I'll let Joe do some talking, but I would just like to say, um, kind of getting ahead of myself to probably somewhere to discuss later on the first couple weeks, just like you heard us talking about in the XFL where it's pretty new. There's going to be a lot of unders hitting. Jump on those unders this weekend. But go ahead, Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. I'm so glad you brought up the unders this weekend um, because I have – all right, so let me, let me try to go off of what you said first and then I'll bring in the, the totals point that I wanted to. Um, I've had success in years prior splitting a unit or if I want to do a two-unit play, putting uh, – you know, let's just say I have one unit to play in a game. Instead of taking a money line uh, play, if let's say it's like minus 180 and I I like it, but I'm like, ah, we could be looking at like, I don't know, maybe the real value is like minus 160, minus 165. You know, I like it, but, you know, should I be laying this? What I do is I split the unit in half and I'll put half of it on the money line and then I'll put half on the run line. So this way I'm getting plus odds on the run line and I kind of cover myself. Then the team can lose 4-3 or they can win outright. And I'm not, you know, it's just kind of, it's, it's classic winning ticket. It's, it's not doing that one 10 team parlay to try to hit it big. It's mm-hmm. let's just kick the can down the road. Let's preserve our bankroll. And then you hit gradually week after week. And you look at the end of the season and you're up, you know, like 14 units. And, and if you're gambling at, you know, 50 to a hundred per unit, like most of our listeners, you know, that's a nice little payday. Me and Dean were talking before we hit the play button. That's grocery money right there. You know, that, that's a mortgage payment uh, for, for some people. So that's a tactic that I like to use and I will be using uh, probably this weekend. I could give away uh, one of my better plays for the weekend. But let me jump into the totals talk real quick because um, this was the original point that I wanted to make. Macro term wise, like for, for season long, we're going to see, I would bet my life that we'll start to see more on average totals of 10 to 11. And the reason I think this is because of a couple of reasons. One, the NL has the DH now. 
Not many people have even really talked about that. The NL having the DH, it takes away the worst hitter in your lineup and replaces with probably top three. You're not, you know, you're not going to put some a-hole in as, as DH. You're going to put some 38-year-old guy who can't move, who's a professional hitter, and all he has to worry about is hitting. So we're going to see totals jump a little bit uh, right off the bat there uh, because of the DH situation. Second point, we, we are now going to – look at what month we're in. The ball is going to be flying off the bat because it's in the middle of summer, right? That's not like my biggest reason. It's not like mm-hmm. you play a game in August and people are hitting 500-foot shots. I mean, that's, that's probably like my third out of three reasons why I like the overs here. But finally, the last reason why I like overs uh, long-term, not this weekend, long-term, is because, um, first off, what Zach said about the extra inning rule, but also pitchers are now required when they come in relief to uh, face yes. a minimum of three batters. Mm-hmm. That's going to be absolutely groundbreaking. You can't bring in Drew Smiley to get David Ortiz out and then pull him after six pitches after he gets him to strike out or pop out. He mm-hmm. now has to face, you know, I'm dating myself here, he has to face Manny Ramirez behind him. I mean, I bet you you didn't think that I would bring in a David Ortiz and right. Manny Ramirez reference listener. Yeah, now but, you're uh, talking about guys that I know about. <laughs> exactly. The, the Todd Heltons of the world. Oh, my God. So, dude, yeah. think about that. Now Drew Smiley is a soft-tossing lefty against Manny, who absolutely obliterates soft-tossing mm-hmm. lefties. And if they don't want to face him, they're going to have to walk him just so he can get through those three guys. And now so, all of a Joe, sudden we're looking at runners. on. Yeah, yeah go just, ahead. That, that, that's just, pretty much my point. No, no, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just want to interject, like, just from a baseball standpoint, just to, to point out to our viewers that there are ways that you can get around that. Hmm. Like, for example, if you start, like, if you happen to end an inning after only person, like, let's say your starter, yeah, yeah. right, comes out, as soon as the inning ends, it doesn't matter how many outs they got. So, like, if your starter's in and there's two outs and they pull them and the next person comes in, once the inning's over, they're fine. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so no, totally. They're, they're going to be okay. ways to work around. So it's, it's just, so it's just three three batters. gamesmanship. So it's yeah. three batters or to get out of the end of the inning. Correct. Correct. Okay. Yep. Cool. But correct. if a reliever starts the inning, he's got to basically – he's got to get three outs. Or he's got to get yeah, three batters. I'm sorry. Let, let me echo your point from earlier. I do want unders early in the season because it's been so long since hitters have seen live mm. pitching. Mm. And, you know, I've I played baseball for a long time. Many people that I know have played baseball for a long time, and I, I've you know, talked with plenty of hitters, and I've faced a lot of hitters early in the season. And believe me when I tell you, it, your first couple of inner squads against your team, you're blowing kids away. They can't catch up to anything. They're fooled on any breaking stuff that you throw. Your changeup looks like a balloon coming out. I mean, they, you know, they just haven't seen a five-ounce white pill with red lines on it coming at you from 60 feet away. They're just not used to it. You know, and it's been even longer since hitters have seen that. So I'm I'm 1,000% with Zach. I'll probably – I'm just going to – any lean on an under, I'm probably going to take it for the first couple weeks. But in a macro sense, I bet you we start to see some of these, especially the NL, some of the totals just start getting jacked up. Yeah, and let, let me actually jump in there because uh, I had in my notes, um, what do you guys think the early season, who does it favor, pitchers or batters? Because, Joe, I've I you know I've known you for a long time, and that's always a way that I've made money, even though I'm not particularly a baseball fan. I am a fan of having money, though. So I have been um, very proud of you. Dean is a fan of David Price and Yankee Stadium. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, we all are, dude. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm sad he's not on the Red Sox anymore, right? No, he's opted no, out of the season. Dodgers. He's also on the Dodgers. No, but, um, but, yeah, uh, so it's a very clear advantage to the pitchers. 
And that's really, if you've listened to any type of like a, you know, MLB network shows or talk radio in, like, in particular, talking about baseball, mm-hmm. the biggest concern is that the pitchers are so ahead of the batters. Right. Um, they just have the clear advantage. Everything that Joe said is 100% mm-hmm. true. And especially this weekend, it's, it's going to be, you know, they've literally gone from, they've played what, three or four inter-squad games? After Some not games have only played ball. two. Really? Yeah, so I think yeah. there's a bunch that, yeah. playing tonight, though, correct? Yeah. No, so the Yankees played three in a row, but there's a bunch playing tonight. I think right. they all are playing at least three. Right. Um, but they're going from literally spring training, which was not even real, you know, live, mm-hmm. like barely live baseball, uh, a four-month rest, and now you're getting three or four games against other, like, teams trying, and you're going right into it. So you know that, the you know, the pitching is going to be significantly better than the hitting. There will be your outliers. There'll be guys who look like they're, you know, on the money, like didn't miss a step. But there's also going to be those who are probably going to look lost. So for mm-hmm. that reason, this weekend, I'm kidding you not, uh, between Thursday and Friday, I'm putting a one unit on every single under in the MLB. I That's love happening. it. So yeah, I, I might have to do I'll that. Let too. you know what my record is. <laughs> let, me, uh, let me jump in there, actually, Zach. I think in anticipation of that, um, the totals are a little bit lower than I've – than you would typically see in uh, July. I know the Yankees-Nationals game is 7.5, whereas typically we see 8.5 to 9. And uh, the other game, the Giants-Dodgers, is at 8. So, guys, what do you think about those? Is that just a blanket play on the under on both games? Or are we going to kind of feel it out and wait and see a little bit? I'm going to say – Zach, you can take this one too, boss. I was just going to say it's an odds game. I'm not even kidding. Like, Mm -hmm. this – literally, I know it's a completely different sport, but this literally reminded me of opening weekend of the XFL, where I believe four out – I believe the under – first over didn't even hit to, I believe, three weeks in. This is not going to be the case with baseball. Obviously, I would be, you know, an idiot to say that no over is going to hit. It's going to happen. Somebody's going to get lit up. Um, But I I think the odds are in your favor, just literally, at least in the first – couple days like bang bang the unders um i'm looking at the pitching matchups right now you got garrett cole versus max scherzer which does you know mm-hmm. scream like okay this should be a really close tight game with no offense but you know what scherzer pitched literally what was that saturday and i think he gave up back-to-back three-run homers one to dd gregorius one to bryce harper garrett cole gave up back-to-back homers against uh Andujar and i believe tyro estrada I believe. Uh, and then for the Giants and Dodgers, you got Kershaw Quito. Once again, Quito, I believe, had an injury-ridden uh, season last year. Didn't pitch that much, so you don't know what you're getting out of him. Kershaw is Kershaw. And also, they're pitching with no crowd, so you got to wonder what the motivation factor is going to be. They're going to get the same energy with no home crowd behind them. It's a really – it's a big crapshoot. So, for me, I would, I would feel pretty comfortable. Uh, really, I, I'm, I'm just sticking with my unders just based off percentages. All yeah, right. I, I want the under in Giants-Dodgers. Uh, thank goodness we do have a game that I like the unders in. Otherwise, I would have been the world's biggest phony talking <laughs> up unders, and then I'm passing. I love all the teams. unders, but I'm, I'm going to pass on both. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I got to take – I think I might be um, – you won't hear me say this often. I think I might take Nats um, just so I can watch on Thursday, as if I wasn't mm-hmm. going to watch anyway. Of course I am. But uh, professionally, I would have to say probably a pass. Maybe we'll get into that game later. But Giants-Dodgers, I really got to like the under here. I mean, in, in July on the West Coast in uh, Chavez Ravine, how many times have we seen some of these Kershaw games be at like a six, six and a half, you know? And, mm-hmm. and Johnny Cueto is an injury kind of guy, but we're not taking a season-long prop on him to stay healthy. This is just – he's got to go six innings, you know? I mean, 
I don't, I don't see that becoming any kind of issue. And, and you can make a case, oh, what about the over and the, uh, the DHs, you know, the, and, and how good the Dodgers are. Look at their lineup. I mean, it is a ridiculous lineup. And I, I could see them winning like 50 games this year. But for one day, especially the first day, no, no crowd. I mean, both pitchers are going to be nice and calm. And there's nothing jacking them up where they're going to be wild in the first couple of innings like we've seen before when pitchers get all excited. Um, I, I love the under here. And I, 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 might, I might take an under in the first five innings because I know Kershaw mm. has a little bit of David Price in him. When it's a big spot, sometimes he doesn't show mm. up. And this is this is a big spot, but we don't have any crowd noise to back nah, it up. Man, it's, right. it's the regular season. He's fine. <laughs> so, exactly, so let me, which is which is a big underplay. Go ahead, Dean. So I had this game circled for a different reason. Um, of course, you know, well documented because you know we got chirped in a different episode where I wasn't a, a subject matter expert, uh, but I am. <laughs> Uh, a betting expert. So um, whoever sent that in, you know, a special fuck you to you. But anyway, uh, <laughs> the one thing that that, ha- that did catch my eye was that the Giants are the biggest underdog of the weekend. They're plus 260 money line. I just think with so much um, unknown, uh, is that a little steep? Uh, Joe, Zach, is there any value to taking the Giants in, you know, the first game of the season? Maybe Kershaw doesn't so. come out hot? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. Especially if you like the under. It's a classic. It's almost mm-hmm. like a correlated parlay in the NFL. If right. you like the under and you think there's actually going to be, you know, of course, a total would never be four in baseball. But mm-hmm. if you could see it kind of like a 2-2 type game, I mean, I'm taking plus 260 or whatever it's at right now all day. It's kind of the same reason why I want the Mets. I, I lean unders and I lean dogs mm-hmm. early on because lineups are way more equal now than they'll ever be, really. Right. And then to piggyback on that, the Giants plus one and a half, like you were saying um, off the top, you know, if you split a unit between the plus 260 and the plus one and a half is actually still plus money at plus 125. So um, if the Giants end up just even holding them close, you can make yourself a nice little payday there um, right on the first day of the season. Yeah, which I think that they will. But uh, I actually have a weirdly specific stat to that. So Mm -hmm. um, it was almost like we coordinated this beforehand. And we (laughs) never pre-show. We just like to get out here and wing it, baby. Right, right. I mean, I'm talking to my friends. So, uh, of course, (laughs) we're going to figure this out. (laughs) Yeah, so I actually have one – well, I I had one official play uh, on an under, and that was the San Francisco Giants. I had them at under 69 and a half. And we saw that kind of plummet. Um, I think it was in the 65 range before uh you know before obviously all this crap happened so we're mm-hmm. on the right side and one of the reasons why this is the stat that i was going to bring up one of the reasons why i like the under is they had 38 wins by one run last year how wow. high variance is that you know like the, the second place like the next highest team had like 20 one run wins so they had like double the amount that you should normally have mm. it's kind of ridiculous yeah, it's very interesting, right? And that's definitely a concept that we look at in the NFL, um, you know, one-score games and, you know, things that if you just get, you know, a bad bounce or a, bad, or a different kind of break, uh, that number could definitely be cut in half and that will regress towards the mean. Um, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I do have a math play like that as well. One of, one of my bets is actually a regular season win total on and under because this team had obtained 17% of their total wins. That's 15 out of 86 against the AL. And I think a big advantage of that was having the AL um, have to bat in their own building. Um, Of course, those pitchers don't see a lot of, you know, they don't take BP very often. And that, of course, is the New York Mets. Right now, their um, season win total is 32 and a half at minus 116. And that's what I'm going to be taking because I feel like they're going to regress towards the mean. I think the team that did the best against the other league um, besides them 
having 15 wins. I think second place maybe had like 11. Most teams were about 11 and eight against the other the um, conference and the Mets are out here being 15 wins. Um, I think that they're definitely going to regress towards the mean, especially with the uh, DH ruling as well. Uh, guys, you know, we, we are a New York, New Jersey podcast. Any specific um, regular season win totals on the hometown teams? And I think just in general, do you guys have any futures played? Well, I'll kick it off. I mean, I had Yankees under 100 and a half wins. Mm-hmm. Saying that anyone before the season, before a pitch is even thrown, that a team is going to get um, 100 wins is kind of ridiculous. Forgive me. I, You know, I don't have that total with me, but I do have uh, another total that's in that mm-hmm. um, in that division. So, it, it, well, uh, let me retract the Yankees bet because that so, was including a lot of Sorry, I'm talking in circles here because no, I want to no, make good. sure that everyone just, understands. Just really quick, let, let me just let me just dive on top of that. So the Yankees yeah. uh, line right now is 37 and a half. Like Zach had said, um, you know, it's basically prorated by 2.7. So um, yep. I think if you actually do the math, 37 and a half times 2.7 is about 101 and a quarter. So really, Joe, if anything, that line has moved up um, about a half game. Maybe that's just because we do yeah. live in New York, New Jersey. People are betting it. Here's the reason why I don't want that though one of the biggest reasons was the injuries and I broke down in our slack channel a lot Mm of uh the injuries and the type of injuries and how players would be when they came back and now you look at their lineup and it's it's back to being stacked and the cheating scandal is kind of not even looked at anymore they're Mm -hmm. healthy all across the board you know I I'm going to be hard passing on that even though I did like it in the beginning of the season because the season would be practically half over by now but Real quick, let me give you one in the same division, and I'll, of course, let uh, Zach get in here. But I had Tampa Bay Rays over 91 and a half wins, Hmm. and it was kind of like a – I didn't parlay it, obviously, but it was kind of like a parlay because I didn't like uh, the Yankees so much. You know, I think that the AL East has gotten weaker. Um, By the way, now it's 33 and a half uh, Hmm. to take the over for the Rays. So – yeah, I mean, the division got weaker. The, the Yankees were, were injury-plagued, and the, the AL is marginally worse. And now we're playing, and this is something we haven't even brought up yet, they're playing 40 of the 60 games against the AL. You know, their starting right. pitching has completely improved. It might even be the best in the league. So when you combine all of that, really, you could just sway me with the 40 out of 60 games being played with the AL. That's why I'm going to be taking the Tampa Bay Rays over 33 and a half still. Right. And that was definitely one that I was going to naturally, you know, kind of gravitate towards. Um, Of course, each team is playing their division 40 times and then 20 games is against uh, the other league. So for the Yankees, for example, they play the National League for 20 games, Um, just like the Mets. They play the AL for 20 games. So I I should have clarified that before I started on my Mets rant, but it's kind of like an annual Mets underplay that I usually have. Uh, Zach, (laughs) do do you want a a bite of this? Um, Do you have anything to say about I will say, Mm -hmm. all right, obviously, let me throw it out there that I am a huge Yankee fan, very Uh obviously. (laughs) Um, The the thing that would scare me, I don't want to take any part of their season total. The only reason I would say that the over is – like this is what's going to screw you over, right? You're going to have to sweat this out. I think it's going to be right on the number. The reason is, is I don't know if you guys have actually dug into the Yankee schedule, mm. but all right. So the first weekend of September, they have the Rays for two games at home. From the f- September 4th till the end of the month. Ready for this? Mm. 
One, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, they have six games against the Orioles, three games against the Marlins, four games, five, mm. six, seven Blue Jays. They only play the Orioles, Jays, Red Sox, and Marlins wow. for the last month of the season. <laughs> Bro, what a joke, man. Bottom of the barrel. <laughs> so they are a little – I mean, the Blue Jays are going to be a tough team this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they are well, they're not no going to be playing at home now. Yeah, they're not going to stay Yeah, and that's another thing now is you might even want to look into their team total under because they can't even play home. So they're literally going to be uh, a 60-game road schedule. They're talking about them possibly even playing in Buffalo. And it is, what, Tuesday? Their yeah. first game is uh, – their first home game is probably next week. So they have a week to find a home. Right. The rest of the yeah. I saw yeah. they were looking at possible, possibly Pittsburgh uh, sharing a field uh, with uh, the Pirates. Wow. But even so, the Red Sox are not going to be good this year. Mm-hmm. Orioles, God help them. The Marlins, <laughs> God help them. I mean, the last month of the season for the Yankees. Cakewalk. Is, is it crazy to yeah, say that they might, they might lose two or three games to end the in the month of September? Like, uh, I don't yeah. know that's unrealistic. And that's definitely something I'm going to be uh, earmarking. I'll set a little reminder on my phone to make sure to jump on when, when the getting's yeah. good. I know that in years past, I have tried out uh, different trends. I know the Yankees are about 71% at home since they renovated Yankee Stadium. Or did they got a new stadium? Or did they renovate it? Uh, no, they got a new stadium in 2009. Yep. Right. Brand so new. since since moving into the new stadium, I believe there's something outrageous, like 71% at home. So that's definitely one that, I, that I've tried out, taking uh, Yankees money line at home every single time they play at home because of – you know, the math of that just works out to being profitable. But, of course, that's why they make odds and things like that. So, yeah, it's definitely something I'm going to be taking a, a real deep look at, uh, especially when September starts. Um, you know, I know there's no live, you know, taking of win totals, uh, but that would be cool if there were. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I so, think if they're like 250 and under, um, I think it's profitable or something like that because I think minus right. 250 is about like 71-ish. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's a good eye. I mean, I'm definitely going to be looking at that, especially towards the – the end hopefully we can get a good number there yeah absolutely and now i'm gonna move on to a little bit of a player uh prop futures market um just gonna talk about mvp really quick uh mike trout opened at minus 115 now he's plus 195 i know that there was some speculation that he might not be comfortable playing this year um it seems like he did report to camp and that he will be a go not sure if that line has moved at all aaron judge conversely was plus 1200 is now plus 950 uh, can I interest you guys in taking an MVP? Um, if so, do you have a bet on who you would who you would take, or do you just want to skip all the player stuff in general just because of the uncertainty just, of COVID? I would say this: this would be the year. All right, it's only sixty games, so you're and you're going to see a lot of players who traditionally didn't play well under pressure probably end some ridiculous stat lines. So this is the year to kind of like reach deep. Throw a couple units on some of the longer shots. You're plus, you know, plus 2,500s, plus 3,000. Looking at the list right now, uh, let's see here. People I like. Altuve, plus 4,000. Even though, you know, he's got a terrible reputation, I can see him. He could bat 460 games. Why yeah, he's going to get pegged. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> His on-base percentage is going to be through the roof. Uh, Matt <laughs> yeah. Chapman from the A's is plus 2,000. He had a great year last year. Uh, let's see, Correa, no, Jordan, Jordan Alvarez, another Astro, plus 4,000, Joey Gallo, plus 5,000, Eloy Jimenez from the White Sox, had a great year last year, plus 5,000, Austin Meadows, like, these are just names that are popping up to me at plus 5,000, 
in this year, this would be the time to, you know, jump on that because it's only 60 games. You're going to see the MVP this year is probably going to have the best stats in the history of the MVP <laughs> award just because it's only yeah. 60 games. So really expect those like, you know, it's going to be – I would almost bet it's going to be somebody we like nobody saw coming. Okay. It's gonna yeah, be I completely staff. agree. Yeah, I, I agree, dude. Um, I was originally looking at – I would never go chalk for an MVP race. Um, I don't want to tie up all that money. We can make money with that money in different yep. ways. Um, we can get, you know, 9X, 10X our money. We don't have to be laying a 10 to 1. But uh, I, I would say – the chalkiest that I'm willing to go is actually Aaron Judge. The only reason why he's so low um, is because he was injured. Everyone seems to have forgotten about him. Uh, I love the Altuve play, 40-1. to 1. They're not going to get booed because there's no fans, and they have <laughs> max motivation now. Before, it was, it was max motivation, but it was also, you know, you're going against 50,000 people screaming at you on road games, but – yeah, man, I, I love the idea of taking a couple of big long shots. I mean, you can take $100 and turn that to 9X or 10X over a course of a season fairly – I don't want to say fairly easily. I mean, at the winning ticket, we can do that fairly easily. But oh, yeah. what you can't do is take $100 and go 100X, 50X. And now is the time to do it because you got a good – if you get 60 games, you get hot for 30 of them. I mean, you know, your 100-to-1 ticket could, uh, could cash there big time. Now's the time to pull the trigger. Yeah, no, great stuff, guys. Um, so now being uh, – Zach, I believe you had mentioned that, uh, you know, you could see Altuve uh, possibly hitting over 400. Well, there's a player prop on that one. Will a player hit 400 or better? Yes is plus 700. No is minus 900. And the qualifier is a minimum of 185 plate appearances. So that's an interesting one um, to kind of take a look at. And then a couple of other ones are will any player hit 20-plus home runs? that the yes is minus 150, no plus 120. That kind of correlates to the overs um, that we were kind of talking about. If there's going to be more scoring, then there might be more home runs naturally. And then will any pitcher throw a no-hitter? Yes, plus 185, and no is minus 240. Did you say, will somebody hit over 20 home runs? Is that what you just said? Yep. And what's the odds on that? The yes is minus 150. I'm taking that literally right now. All right. Somebody's 100% going to hit over 20. You you got to pull that. You should trigger there. Throw the throw the house on that. That is a block and a half. So I I I, uh, I actually did tremendous uh, specific research for that. Again, <laughs> again, Dean, we just got lucky again because we don't pre-show here. So <laughs> I looked up the best sixty-game stretches in MLB history. Giancarlo Stanton, he might have been Mike Stanton at the time here when he was on the Marlins, had thirty-three homers. So in case wow. you uh, don't know, um, we like overs long term. We like home runs being hit because MLB wants home runs to be hit. I mean, it's just you're, – you're seeing an uptick in home runs. And, you know, Giancarlo is still alive. What, do you think he's not capable of doing it? You think Aaron Judge isn't capable of hitting seven home runs in a week? I mean, he's done it before. 33 yeah. homers in a 66-game game stretch. <laughs> I know. Yeah, right. <laughs> and that's, that's easy money. If I would honestly – like, and I haven't done the math here, but I'm just throwing this out. I would lay I, 225-ish. I mean, you could lay a decent amount, and I think you'd come out profitable there. Dean, where is this on? Where are you looking for this? Is it so on DraftKings? This is on FanDuel. I need to log on to FanDuel. I'm not even kidding. As soon as we end this podcast, I'm going to throw a <laughs> fucking banger on that right now. Yep, and this is why, um, you know, you listener, like, you know, you're, you're logging in, you're hearing us uh, live, you know, as Joe had said. 
we do not pre-show. Uh, this was one that just kind of, uh, I just wanted to hear um, what our experts had to say about this one. I mean, I saw the numbers and I was like, meh, whatever. If and you are listening right now, you need to pause, <laughs> go to FanDuel and clear your fucking account on that prop. I, that prop is almost too good to be true. I don't know why it's up there. 20 home runs in 60 games. It's, it's, it's happening. It's, right. it's also, 100% happening. Also, to go on to the, uh, to the batting average one, it's been done twice in the modern era uh, in a 60-game stretch. Josh Hamilton hit 427. He was completely inspired. I mean, he was dominant. And then, of course, uh, Ichiro, the beloved Ichiro in 2004, yes. uh, hit 458. So, um, I don't know. You're probably the only guy who can really get over 400. Um, I don't know, maybe Altuve. Uh, and if he does that, there's a good chance of winning MVP. So, instead of doing – that bet, I would rather throw um, one unit onto a 40 to 1 Altuve uh, MVP slot there for me personally. Awesome. No, this is, yeah. this is uh, the value of listening to our show because sometimes we just spitballing, we come up with uh, some really, really good bets. So, you know, listener, as soon as this comes out, of course, uh, these specials will still be up. Uh, you know, if, if the lines run, because, you know, here at the winning ticket, we are line movers. Um, don't come bitching to me uh, at winning TIX pod on Twitter <laughs> that now it's minus 180. But yeah, right now, minus 150. It looks like this is a prop that maybe not a lot of people have uh, really kind of looked for. I know that um, some of these things can be intimidated, but to the layman, if you don't know what you're looking for, there's uh, season leaders, there's rookie of the years, there's opening day stuff. Um, no, just a uh, very fun stuff. Uh, that, that's a really good bet. And I, I feel good about placing it. I actually just put a couple of units on that as well. Same, no doubt. So Guys, um, I think we covered a whole lot of it. Uh, do the experts want to highlight any other MLB bets that you have, any other additional strategies, or are you guys ready to wrap? I mean, we'll probably have additional strategies as it comes uh, you know, towards the middle of the season. I, I want to say look on the outside first at a couple of these games, identify some trends, and then immediately jump in for as much as you're capable of jumping in. You know, I want to be pulling the trigger here. Um, I, I want to do it as soon as possible. I just want to make sure that I'm not missing anything, you know, because mm -hmm. you got to jump early because some of these totals, I'm telling you, they're going to finish at in the 10 to 11 range. So if you can get to some of these overs, um, like for, for example, well, I'll, I'll give you one more. Um, this isn't really macro, but I'll give you one more play here that I'm going to be looking at the Chicago Cubs. I'm looking at playing a lot of their overs because Kyle Schwarber is going to be replacing all the pitchers who bat. So mm. instead of having guy, who bats 125, you know, take all the pitchers for the Cubs and combine them. Instead of having a guy who bats 125 with two ribbies and maybe two doubles and no homers the entire year, now you're getting Kyle Schwarber who has 40 homer potential. I mean, not in, not in 60 games, but, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's exactly what I want. And, you know, I don't even know what their, their, uh, their bullpen situation is like, and they, don't, they have very inconsistent and injury-plagued starting pitchers. That screams overs to me. But, but you got to be able to – identify it quick and pull the trigger. You know, I got to see a game and then bang, I'm going to be pulling the trigger, man. That's why it's important to, to get into the Slack channel. Lots of developments, you know? Oh, absolutely. And of course, um, for access to the Slack channel, first month's free. This would be a hell of a month to start because you're going to get a full baseball card until yes. um, about end of August. So you're going to get most of the MLB season. Um, I don't understand what else you would need to join. Uh, you're going to hear from, uh, all these plays from our experts, which of course, we're going to be doing good. I think our overall uh, channel record or percentage, uh, Joe, I think we, the stat boys just handed me, yes, we are 58.3% in over 400 plays. 
So that I mean, is, that's a joke, dude. That's a joke. <laughs> and if you're not those, in, you don't like money. For for those at home, that is six uh, percent, or that's six points better than professional, or that basically that's six points better than what you need to be profitable. So we are quite profitable. Uh, Zach, do you oh, have yeah. any other uh, best bets, plays, any other um, main things that you're looking forward to? Dude, uh, the beautiful thing about baseball is everything changes pretty much almost daily. You don't know who's getting hurt, who's hot, who's not. Uh, you know, you got to look at your pitching matchups. Those literally change overnight. Um, I, you just keep a keen eye on everything. You know, there's going to be a lot of games going on every day. We're literally, it's going to be, I believe it's 60 games played in 67 days for most mm-hmm. teams. Wow. Uh, so it, it's, yep. it's going to fast and you just got to pay attention to you know to, to what's going on my uh, i love the uh, over tidbit that joe mentioned about later on the season how you know not later on the season probably in honestly like a week or two <laughs> yeah yeah it's an accelerated season exactly yeah pay on to that yeah condensed games is is good for overs too because you get tired arms you know you get a lot of people uh and now you have to for the most part you can't just come in and throw six to 10 pitches and do that every day. You got to yep. throw to three batters. That could be 20 to 30 pitches. And we know pitchers and coaches are little babies, so they can't <laughs> throw some, uh, get a massage and go out you know, there the another, next day. They're going to cry. I was going to say another prop you might want to look at, and I don't even know where you can get this, but just due to the fact of that play, that three batter rule, I imagine you should look for a prop for the over and total walks for the season, because mm. a great way to get your pitcher out of a jam is, Oh shit! He doesn't have it. He's faced two batters. We're just going to intentionally Dude, great walk idea. I bet awesome. we see position players come in, and you know it's it's twelve to four, and they don't want to burn arms, so they just let some weird backup third baseman throw. We've seen that before. We've seen that before in one hundred sixty-two games. Yep. Now it's even more important. There's only sixty games. We we definitely will see that, and then we're going to see more runs, and we're going to see more walks. And but yeah, yeah I'm, I'm I'm excited, man. Uh, very interesting. I'll definitely uh, make a note to the stat boys to kind of look for that. I know that um, as of right now, I know my, uh, me, myself, I think I have about five or six outs, so I'll find it somewhere. Um, I Yo, yeah. Also today I posted oh, yes. a tidbit, I believe uh, bet three, six, five, we do not have a partnership with them, but um, they did send out an email today saying that um, for any game that you bet money line, if your team goes up by five runs, regardless of what happens, you will be paid out as a winner on that game. Pretty interesting. Wow. Um, I, yeah, really. I, I thought I saw that tidbit, so maybe that's a that's an out that I'll be looking to play some uh, MLB games on. But yeah, no, this was a this was definitely uh, great stuff, guys. Uh, I'm really excited for the baseball season. That is something I've never said before. Um, it's going to be great <laughs> to see uh, max effort from everyone, and it's going to be great to uh, make money. Of course, with uh, I'm going to be leaning on the experts a little bit more. I might just bring up things that maybe the odds don't look right, like I just did. You heard live on the show. Um, found a home run prop that is a triple play for all of us. And yeah, oh, yeah, if you guys have any questions, reach out to us on Twitter at WinningTIXPod. On Instagram, I'm WinningTIXPod as well. Oh, you know what? I have one more stat, uh, one more prop that I really like that I can right. just pull up here on uh, PS. Here we go. Yes. <laughs> PS. So, as we know, with a 60 game season, uh, your starting pitchers are going to be going pretty much every five days, correct? Mm hmm. So, do five let's see see, roughly you're gonna get maybe out of your starting pitchers if all goes well you'll get 12 starts all right there's a prop right now on short season specials pitchers to record over 100 k's all right so keep in mind if you're only getting 12 starts that'd be averaging what got the calculator out 
Yeah, I literally have the calculator. <laughs> I'm horrible at math, but I'm very good at counting money. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so if you only make 10 starts, that's 10 Ks per start. That's an insane yeah. amount wow. of strikeouts. Garrett Cole is yes for minus 121. DeGrom, yes, plus 145. Verlander, yes, plus 115. Max Scherzer, plus 115. I'm going with I, I gotta say, oh man, fuck, never mind. I fucked that up. I thought there was a no. If there was a no, I was gonna say. All right, man. Zach. I actually have one. I'll, I'll throw the life preserver here. On FanDuel, we have uh, most strikeouts by any pitcher excluding the playoffs over 105 and a half or under 105 and a half. The under 105 and a half is minus 120. I think the same logic that you were saying that would under. require. What was that? You gotta go under. Under, okay, minus 120. Yeah, because uh, using that same logic, uh, yeah, same thing. That would be about roughly, what, nine and a half strikeouts per game? Nine and a half per strikeouts per game. And on top of that, you have to assume that, like, if it's a blowout and your ace is going, you know, mm. six innings, like, they're going to pull him. You're going to save him. Save his arm. You're going to need it. Or opposite. Let's say you're in, you know, you're Garrett Cole or Justin Verlander. At the end of the season, let's say you have a, a good lead on your division and you, you're trying to rest. Like, they're not going to be going out there throwing seven, eight innings. Like, you're not going to have 10 strikeouts a game. It's not possible in 60 games. So, I would say that's a that's a strong lock on the under. All right, Joe, yeah, any, thought, I'm, any I'm, thoughts on that one? Um, On that one specifically, I'm, I'm on the fence just because I don't know what some of the usage rates are going to look like. I mean, I'd have to probably see – all these arms are fresh. So, what if they just lean on Garrett Cole for eight innings apiece for every one of his starts? I, I don't mm. know. I, I'm – I'm not inside their heads. I don't know what the usage rate is going to look like. But the last play I will give, if you can find it, throw a little something on Dodgers, Yankees, World Series. That's going to be the exact matchup. We see the stars in other sports um, rise to the occasion when there's no practice. So I have no reason to think that it won't be Dodgers, Yankees uh, again here in the World Series. Well, I say again. It's, I don't even think that's happened recently. I don't even remember, dude. It's been 100 years since my last baseball game. I don't remember anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it, it is very easy to forget. Um, you know, today I was crunching some numbers on college basketball, and I forgot what it feels like to watch uh, a basketball game. But, yeah, Joe, that exact matchup is on FanDuel at plus 615, New York Yankees versus Los Angeles Dodgers. So, guys, we're not only giving you uh, plays. Um, we're giving you very healthy plus odds plays. That's, uh, yeah. that's pretty cool. You, you're already a, a winner for listening to this episode. In a month, that's going to be plus two hundred. I'll tell you that right now. You wow. can you can bookmark it. That'll be plus two hundred in a month. There it is. We're going to be clipping that audio. So um, yeah, <laughs> please th- don't. <laughs> yeah, this has been this has been great. Um, honestly, uh, you know, I feel like personally, I've learned a ton, and of course, you know, you guys listen for listening to the pod. You heard a couple of really good bets, and um, yeah, we're just looking forward to Thursday. Um, of course. Give the spiel again. Definitely want to reach out to us um, for for some slack, for some wins. I know we have DFS covered now. Um, we have uh, we're gonna have all of our baseball plays in there, and we're gonna be uh, making money. Let's do it, man. Let's go. Get it baby. going. All right.